Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 245 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for sending your son to die for us so that we can be saved. Help us revere and worship you and Jesus today as we read about his sacrifice for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a look at Luke chapter 23. Jesus is brought before Pilate. In this rendition, it is clear that Pilate does not find anything worthy of death for Jesus. In verses 4, 14, and 22, he tells the crowd that he finds no guilt or offense in him. He sent Jesus to Pilate because Jesus was a Galilean, which was under Herod's jurisdiction. Herod had wanted to see Jesus for a long time, so he was excited about this opportunity. He thought he'd maybe even see a miracle or two. However, Jesus said nothing and did nothing to show his worth to Herod and was sent back to Pilate. The compassion and love of our Lord are shown in verse 34, where Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He had just been nailed to the cross when he prayed this prayer for them. Imagine the pain he must have been in, yet he prayed for those who insulted him, cursed him, and prayed for the ones who drove the nails into his hands and feet. This is love, and this is the God we serve. I also see his compassion and love when he told one of the criminals he'd see him in paradise that very day. This man was a self-professed criminal. He didn't deny his wrongdoing, and he had no opportunity to make it right because he was nailed to the cross. He couldn't do anything to save himself, but Jesus could, and he did. He immediately forgave the man and gave him the keys to heaven. Why? The man's belief in him to do so. There is nothing we can do to deserve eternity in heaven except to believe in the one who made it possible for us to enter. May God put an extra measure of belief in us today. We start a new book today, the book of Galatians. This letter is meant to clarify that we are saved by grace and not by works. The Jewish Christians wanted everyone to live by the old law, particularly the observance of circumcision. But Paul assures the people that grace is what saves, not works of the flesh. So let's see what Paul is teaching the Galatians in chapter 1. He starts this letter with a heartfelt prayer that we can receive for ourselves today. It pairs perfectly with our message in Luke. Grace and spiritual blessing be to you and soul peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who gave, yielded himself up to atone for our sins and to save and sanctify us in order to rescue and deliver us from this present wicked age and world order in accordance with the will and purpose and plan of our God and Father. To him be ascribed all the glory through all the ages of the ages and the eternities of the eternities. Amen. May we receive this prayer of grace, spiritual blessing, and peace today, knowing it is Jesus who makes it possible. Paul goes on to write to the church about people who were preaching the gospel in different terms than he had taught them. This is the beginning of his letters to disclose their lack of need to follow the old Judaic law. He tells them about his past persecution of believers and how Jesus came to him personally to tell him to stop persecuting and start preaching the gospel, the good news to the people. He quotes both Isaiah 49, 1 and Jeremiah 1, 5, as he tells them God set him apart before he was ever born to reveal Jesus to him so that he could tell the Gentiles about his saving grace. God didn't have to reach down and use Paul as he did, but it was his plan all along. Just as Paul was blessed to be chosen to know Christ, we are too. God could have left us to the world, but he set us apart for himself, and we can be exceedingly grateful he chose us to know him. 
Let's see what we can learn in Song of Solomon chapter 7. The first part of the chapter addresses the beauty of this maiden once again. This time the description of her comes from the daughters of Jerusalem and then transitions to Solomon's. Then the maiden interrupts him, invites him to go out into the vineyards away from the people to enjoy their love. In chapter 8, the maiden goes on talking to Solomon, wishing she could treat him as a brother in public. In their time, women could be openly affectionate with brotherly love, and not the inappropriate kind, but could not be with their spouses. She is simply wishing she could be openly affectionate with him. She talks about the power of love and jealousy. She wants to be sealed forever with her beloved. We see references from Deuteronomy, Isaiah, and 1 Corinthians in this verse. Deuteronomy says, For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. May our hearts be for God and God alone. Isaiah 49.16 says, Behold, I have indelibly imprinted, tattooed a picture of you on the palm of each of my hands. The Lord loves us beyond our comprehension. We are never out of his sight. And 1 Corinthians 10.22 says, Shall we thus provoke the Lord to jealousy and anger and indignation? Let us keep our hearts turned to the one who made us and the one who has had a plan for us since the beginning of time. Lastly, the maiden talks of peace in verse 10. She said, Then was I in the king's eyes as one to be respected and to be allowed to find peace. May we find peace as our king of kings intended us to have it. It is a gift to us. Let us open our hearts and receive his peace today. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 64. David is still in distress and still believes God will avenge him. Verse 10 is underlined in my Bible and says, The uncompromisingly righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust and take refuge in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory and offer praise. May our hearts be renewed with trust in the Lord today, and may we offer him praise. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for sending your Son to save us. We praise your name, for you are greatly to be praised. Keep our hearts praising you all day long. We pray for an extra measure of faith and trust in you and your almighty plan. Help us follow you all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.